Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. All right, guys, we're going to start off another week. We are talking about Monday, April 29th, and we're beginning with 10 minutes on the minute doing five press and snatches. Um, the press and snatch is a tricky thing. A lot of people mistake this movement. They, they'll call it a SOTS press, uh, but technically a SOTS press is done in front of the body, uh, whereas a press and snatch is with a wider grip and it's done off the back while holding a squat. So it's a lot like our behind-the-neck strict press that we did uh, what last week, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, I believe. Um, we're kind of building on that. We're trying to build our overhead range, our overhead comfort, and, and our ability to then hold a barbell overhead because long-term we're trying to hit new one-rep maxes on a snatch and overhead squat. So this is a difficult lift. You're not going to be going that heavy. We want to start with just a barbell, and then we can ascend load if we have the capability. Um, some people will be able to do a good bit with this. If you're more flexible or you've done more Olympic lifting, you've got a good chance to, to be able to bump that number up a good bit. If you're less experienced with those things and you have less mobility, this is going to be very challenging. So work with the load that kind of fits your ability here. Yeah, I think on that, the most limiting thing that I see is it tends to be hip mobility. It tends to be ability to hold a good bottom position in a squat. This is where I see the um, wall wall squat test that we did come into play like crazy. If you guys can keep your chest up, it's much easier to hold your shoulders in good position. So before we do this, maybe you guys spend a couple minutes Monday before you guys do the wad just doing some simple stretches, holding a squat for a couple minutes, doing some hip circles type things just to loosen you guys up a little bit so that we're a little more ready when this one comes around. Um, following that, our workout is four time, and we actually saw this. Um, I don't know. Do we have a date on last time we saw this or no? I'll look it up real quick. All right. Well, um, we've done it before. Uh, if you guys remember, it is 100 bar facing burpee. And on top of every minute, starting the first minute, you guys must do one power clean. And you guys are going to ascend by one rep on the power clean every minute. It was February 20th. All right. So February 20th is the last time we did this one. Um, this one is nasty. So you guys start with your minute. Um, it's three, two, one, go. And you have 100 bar-facing burpees that you're trying to get through. Uh, you have to do this starting with one power clean. So you do one. I'm correct on that, right, Phil? You do uh, one power clean, and yes. then you begin your bar-facing burpees. Next minute, you do two, and then you get back to bar-facing burpees. You do three, back to bar-facing burpees. If you guys remember this, you end up doing, I don't know, 50% of the bar-facing burpees in uh, maybe two and a half, three minutes. Yeah, uh, you need to really front load it because in the first couple of minutes, you you have much less time and energy spent on the power cleans. So you want to attack the burpee and really tear through bigger volumes. Yeah. Because once those power cleans grow to five, seven, nine reps, you spend a lot of time and energy trying to move the barbell and it doesn't leave enough time to get many burpees in. Now, when we did it last, we had it listed at 40 to 50% of our one rep max on a clean. 
Um, we did not have a high success rate, uh, myself included. I was not able to finish this because the weight was uh, heavy enough that I got slowed down by the power cleans a little bit too much. So we've reduced the weight. Uh, we're looking at 30 to 40% of your one rep max on a clean this time. And that should allow a lot more people to finish the burpees without getting swallowed up by the power cleans. Yeah. I think what's important is last time we did this, we also followed the 2018 open standard on a burpee, uh, which just means that it's both feet back and both feet up. Mm -hmm. There is no step up from the bottom of the burpee and there's no step down. We're going to enact that same standard. So if you guys did this last time and you guys have uh, a number or a round that you remember where you guys were at, I remember I was only 89 power cleans in or no, burpees in when I died, um, and I did not make it through. So uh, I have a number in my head. I'm going to enact the same exact burpee, and I'm going to see if I can make it through this time. So I think for you guys, for sure, um, try to get through a majority of the burpees on the front end. It's a tricky workout where if you pace too long, you don't have enough time to finish it. Um, so you need to know when to push, but don't burn yourself out by doing like 25, 30 burpees in that first minute, unless you guys are really proficient and you can hold that pace. Yeah, definitely. Definitely need to be to be smart about this one. But I think with those slightly lower numbers, we're going to see a lot more people finish. So we're looking forward to that. Yep. On to Tuesday. Our strength is 12 minutes, and we're going to alternate on the minute. Three to five strict knee to elbow on one minute, and 10 to 20 pistols on the next movement uh, minute. For this strength, we are looking for you guys to do these movements under control and not for speed. So we're looking for you guys to do those three to five strict knee to elbow under control, the 10 to 20 pistols under control. Really what we're looking for in this is positioning. Um, on those strict knee to elbows, it is a very difficult movement to do a knee to elbow as is, and a strict knee to elbow just puts you in a new level. Um, you really need to engage the lats real tight. You need to pull that bar down. And it needs to begin in the abs and in the butt to help ourselves tuck up into a ball. These are slow. Mm -hmm. It should take you a solid two, maybe even three seconds to ascend. And again, a solid two to three seconds to descend. Uh, there should not be any swing at the bottom. We're not getting to the top and releasing and falling back to the bottom. It's controlled both ways. Yeah, and I think on those pistol squats, no matter what skill you're using, if you guys are going to pistol to a box or if you guys are going to... Um, pistol with some level of assistance or pistol off a box. I think what is really important on those is look at the leg that you're pistoling on and watch how that knee moves. Mm. Um, I know with pistols a lot, it's hard because there's no tension on the ground with two feet. So the knee a lot of times can want to cave in. So learning how to control that and put the knee in line with the foot can be kind of difficult. Um, and the quicker we go, for sure, the more that deteriorates. So use these 10 to 20. It's going to be more controlled. I want you guys to try to see if you can get that knee to track in a good position. Yeah, 20 is ambitious, but I know some more uh, experienced movers with a pistol can, can do it. Um, myself, personally, I, I can get through that many reps in about 40 seconds, moving at a very smooth, consistent pace. So your goal should be to try to own each repetition. I shouldn't be able to tell if you're on your 15th rep of the first round or your 15th rep of the sixth round. It should all look the same. Yep. Following that, our workout is four time with a 15 minute cap. It is 30, 20, and 10. Hand release push ups, box hops, and 
deadlifts. We have not done a hand release push up in a while, have we? No, um, we haven't done a hand release push up in a while. Uh, for this workout, um, it is that 30, 20, 10, so we're going to go through 30 of all of them, then 20 of all of them, then 10 of all of them. Um, specifically on the hand release push up, I think there's something pretty important in there. Uh, I know for myself, when I do a hand release push up or when I'm coaching, I'm going to try to get people to stay tight in that bottom position. Yeah, either stay tight in the bottom, or I think the reality is you're probably going to lose tension there. Mm-hmm. So regain it before mm-hmm. you try to press out. Because in the act of removing the hands from the floor, it's extremely difficult to keep any type of purchase on our hollow. Yeah, Most people are going to lose a little bit of that hollow and pop into a, a small arch. So then regaining the hollow as you put the hands back on the floor, making sure you squeeze the button abs and press yourself up as one solid unit instead of being, uh, being willing to just worm your way up. Yeah, I think one of the things that helped me in order to gain that hollow is when I went to the ground and you pick your hands up, obviously you lose part of that hollow. Um, but keeping the quads off the ground for me helped me keep kind of that straight line mm. so that when I began the next rep, I was already in that line because I know for myself, if I lose my hollow and then I begin to try to work, it's really hard for me to regain while moving. I just have a tough time. Um, well, it shouldn't be while moving. It should be before you move away from the floor. So it should be when you're still on the deck, mm. right? As soon as the right. hands hit the ground again, the butt needs to squeeze, the abs squeeze, then you move, right? It's yeah. a reset, but it is, it's tricky, <clears throat> but it's bottom up. Yep. Um, so this workout's going to be a little different. We are going to allow for you guys to wear a weight vest. This kind of dropped off when the open began, and we started putting a lot of emphasis into those open workouts, but we're going to pick it back up. If you guys can do this, with good quality push-ups, box hops, and deadlifts in under 15 minutes, right? We have that time cap. Then feel free to throw on a weight vest. I'd say it's definitely doable. Uh, it's not It's not going to be easy, especially, I'd say, on the hand-release push-up side of the house. Um, I think for myself, with a weight vest, those are going to be pretty difficult. That's going to get a little bit choppy. Um, but for the box hop, it is written at a 24-inch box for guys, a 20-inch for gals. And the deadlift is a 185-pound bar for guys and 125 for the ladies. So it's not a ridiculously heavy weight, but that weight vest does change it up a bit. It makes it harder to breathe. It mm-hmm. makes it harder to hip hinge. Um, and something to really, really keep in mind is it makes it more difficult to do a box hop. And if you're trying to move quickly, please just be safe. Uh, the weight vest is meant to be a little added challenge, not to be, not to be something that hurts you. So don't don't try to be the fastest person in the class if you've got the weight vest on uh, and end up biting your shin on the box because you were going faster than you should have been. It's it's very hard to do rebounding box ops with a weight vest, so please just be aware of that and, and work at the edges of your capability, but don't worry about anybody else. Play your own game. I know for myself, I find it pretty helpful to just step down. I'll jump up, I'll step down. Um, I like to kind of preserve myself from that pounding with the weight vest on. Uh, and I think that you can move decently quick with uh, if you guys get a pattern going that way where you jump up, step down, jump up, step down, and you might even be able to save your calves a little bit on that return from not landing, trying to reset and go back up. Definitely will. It's definitely safer that way. Um, so it is a good choice if you are wearing a weight vest to, to play the step option. Remember when you step, though, we should be alternating legs. Yep. Don't want to become a lopsided loser. We got to make sure mm. we gain both sides of the body um, and, and work them both equally or as equally as we can. Lopsided loser. Um, on to Wednesday. 
Wednesday, our workout is going to be a 30-minute AMRAP. We're going to test a little bit longer this day. It is five muscle-ups, 10 front squats, 15 calorie row, that's 12 calories for ladies, and then a 50-foot walking lunge. Um, For the muscle-ups, we are going to scale that, and we're going to have you guys alternate rounds. So one round, you guys are going to scale that with 10 chest-to-bar pull-ups. Next round, you guys are going to scale that with 10 dips. This is going to do two things for you guys. Um, It's going to allow you guys to not get congested on one movement, so a lot of people aren't going to the rings at the same time. It's also going to allow you guys to not spend too much time on that scale per round. Um, I'd say five muscle-ups is roughly... Um, about the same speed as chen, uh, 10 chest-to-bar pull-ups. That's if somebody is able to go unbroken. Yeah, yeah. So if we are not doing that transition from doing the 10 chest-to-bar pull-ups to the 10 dips, it should help just keep the rounds a little more consistent yeah. between doing the muscle-ups and doing the scale. It'll also help you to move hopefully a little more quickly because we don't have such a big accrual of muscle fatigue. Mm-hmm. You're not completely wearing out the grip doing all the pull-ups every round. Instead, the next round, you're going to go and do dips and challenge a different muscle group because now we're working on pressing out rather than gripping and pulling in. Yeah. Um, we, we encourage this frequently, so hopefully you guys have got the memo. If you can do some muscle-ups, but five is just too many, then do some muscle-ups. I'd much rather you do two or one or three, whatever fits your capacity considering that this is a 30-minute AMRAP. You don't get better at doing muscle-ups if you're not doing them when you can. So don't scale this just because, oh, five's too many. Scale it by reducing the volume of the muscle-up, but still do a muscle-up because you can gain from that. Especially in longer workouts like this, when you get more fatigued, you learn something. You learn how to still rise above those rings when your muscles are ready to quit on you. You learn how to get more power out of your kip because your arms just can't pull as hard anymore. Yeah. Um, Following those muscle-ups, 10 front squats. This is written at 115.80. We actually deliberated on weight a little bit. We put it at 115 because we want it to be an unbrokenable set. So we want you guys to be able to... I don't know if that's a word. It is now. Um, Unbrokenable. Unbrokenable. So an unbrokenable set. Uh, But we want it to be a set where you guys can pick it up. And you guys can, obviously, it's going to hurt, but with confidence, you guys can do those 10, right? I know I can knock 10 out. I can finish those without having to drop the bar Um, because then I get to move on to the calorie row. And the calorie row is one where you guys can definitely push the pace. But at the same time, you can also recover while still doing work. In the front squat, if we're not front squatting um, and the bar's on the ground, then we're not doing any work while we recover. In the row, even if we slow down our pace a little bit, we're still moving at least so we can get our lungs back under us. Um, we, can try to, we can try to bring the heart rate back down. We can try to get some recovery from that front squat because following that, we have our 50-foot lunge. Just take it nice and steady on this. Um, we put this in literally to drag out the time frame so that you guys don't do so, so, so many rounds. Yeah. Um, it's work. It's steady work. Get in a rhythm. Take a step. Touch the knee. Stand up. Do it again. Um, try to make sure you're not putting in little stutter steps. This is very controllable because we haven't added any weight to it. It's just 50 feet, so we'll put out a 25-foot course. You'll go 25 feet out, turn around, come 25 feet back. Uh, if you're if you're a pretty strong lunger or if you've got real long legs, it's not going to be so many steps. 
But whatever it is, we want you to feel comfortable with the step you're taking. Don't don't overreach it just to get there one step sooner. Do a good technical lunge. Remember that we should be able to draw a straight line from the kneecap that hits the ground right up through the hip, through the spine, the shoulder, and out the top of the head. We shouldn't be tilting and reaching forward. We shouldn't be arching our backs. Yeah. On these lunges, do you want them to stand up, Phil? All the way between lunges, stand up fully or no? Yeah, you need to stand up fully, meaning that you fully extend the leg that was forward on the lunge, but you can slide right into your next rep. Okay. Um, but but none of the garbage little, I don't even know what to call it. The It's the like a frog short, walk. Yeah. Uh, the, it's like a duck walk style thing. Yeah, I don't know. Extend the leg. It's a wrestling maneuver. You don't have to tap the foot on the ground, but you do need to extend the leg that was reached forward for the repetition. Yep. Alrighty, so that has been Monday through Wednesday. Um, make sure you guys come back in. We post them now on, is it Tuesday morning? It's Wednesday morning. Uh, we're going to be posting them Tuesday. so that they come out Wednesday morning. Okay, um, we're going to be posting the next section of the week so it comes out Wednesday morning. So make sure that you guys tune in Wednesday morning so you guys can hear Thursday through Saturday. Or just subscribe on iTunes, and then as soon as our episode comes out, it'll put itself right in your uh, right in your little browser. Oh, and you guys can rate, and if you want, you can review. And if there's reviews that say nice things about me, I'll read them out loud on, on the podcast. So I don't know. I don't know about that. But <laughs> seriously, we do want feedback. Tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and how we can help you guys um, and help us in that way. Because we want this to be something that helps you to improve every time you listen to it, every time you use it to then go into a class. All right, we'll catch you on the flip side.